This is Camp Hacker. Come find our show notes and our blog for camp directors and leaders at camphacker.tv. Good day and welcome to the podcast. This is Camp Hacker episode 116, recorded on the 2nd of October, 2019. On today's show, what makes you productive? We are so excited to be coming to your ears every two weeks now, but just to be sure you don't miss out, we recommend that you subscribe to Camp Hacker in whatever podcast you have on your phone, Stitcher, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever. As well, if you enjoy the podcast, we would be so grateful if you left us a review on one of those sites. Not only will your reviews help people find the show, but they'll help us continue to make the types of podcasts that best support the camping industry. For those of you who have left us reviews, and for those of you who haven't, but soon will, Thanks for letting your awesome out, Camp Mavericks. We hope you enjoy the Camp Hacker Show. Hello, Camp Pros, and welcome to the Camp Hacker Podcast. My name is Travis Allison. I'm a summer camp marketing and strategy consultant, and I run CampMavericks.com and the Summer Camp Professionals Group on Facebook. Hi, my name is Dan Weir. I've been working in overnight camping and day camping for over 20 years, specifically with the YMCA. I work for the YMCA of Long Island, developing their day camps. I'm going to be happy to be here today. And my name is Joe Richards, and I'm the executive director at Pierce Williams Summer Camp and Retreat Facility, um, and we are part of the United Church of Canada's Camping Network, and uh, we're located, for everybody's uh, knowledge, about halfway between Detroit and Toronto. We should make a song about that, the halfway I, between Detroit and Toronto <laughs> song. I do. I, I have a song. I have a song <laughs> that I sing to myself as I drive to the Detroit airport, because it's actually slightly closer. Gotcha. Well, welcome everybody. Welcome to the two of you. Gab is unable to join us. She's stuck in airport land somewhere, but Dan is at a conference and uh, we're grateful he was able to sneak away to come on do the show today. We are going to be talking today. I think it's appropriate. We're recording this on Wednesday, the 2nd of October. Um, I think it's appropriate for this time of year. It's called how, you know, what do you do to be productive? And so I want to think about um, the stressors of being a camp professional as it has over the years gotten harder and harder and harder to do this job. Uh, and I know that it's a discussion that we often have a, uh, amongst the, the Camp Hacker podcast folks. So I thought we would channel that discussion today and try to give some insight to people who um, are struggling to get themselves organized, trying to get their life together uh, camp-wise and just trying to feel like a little bit more control in what they um, what their job is. So Joe, I know that you've invested a lot of your professional development into uh, studying and taking courses in productivity. Uh, is there one, is there a reason why you've invested so heavily in it? Um, I, th I think part of it is that there's this belief that you can always be more productive. And um, I think that that, there is in today's culture, because the culture has changed significantly since I started uh, reading about it and, and looking at it and going to these things. Um, and maybe the culture has changed and I've changed as well, is that I invest that time so that I can, I can feel like I'm more productive or that I'm doing things. But all of that knowledge has led me to a different uh, mindset as I've gotten older, right? This idea that filling every moment of every day is not um, the goal of it. Mm -hmm. In fact, if you are a knowledge worker, which a lot of your camp career is about knowledge, um, there's a huge value in doing 
things that let your mind wander on something else. Does that make right. sense? Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, so I, I, I invest that time. Now I invest that time in, in conferences and things away from camping to see how that applies back to camping and to see mm-hmm. how that, that mm-hmm. goes, um, right. as we go forward. Yeah. There's a quote I'll bring up. There's a quote that's I've been following for years. So Great. I'll come back to you for that. Dan, um, you, you had a, a joking response to this question before we get going, but I think it has some awesome implications. What is your, your one rule to, to rule them all when it yeah. comes to productivity? Uh, just say no. Um, it's funny. I, yeah. um, this is something I think I'll be working on until I die. Um, mm-hmm. I, uh, I just switched roles and my, uh, uh, the person that worked directly from me, uh, for me, um, for years, um, uh, my, my entire nine years I was in, in this previous role, um, said to me, please do me a favor. Do not overcommit yourself when you go to this new place right. and, um, and learn how to say no. And I, it's, it's a hard thing. You know, I think when you think of camp people, you think of caring people, you think of people that yep. know that we could always improve. You know, the best camp directors I know are always hungry to take things further. Um, and sometimes that hunger means you bite more than you chew and, um, learning to say no is important and learning to prioritize, um, what's important and what makes you happy. Um, and if it doesn't fall into those two things, how can you delegate it? How can you say no, um, without being, um, a naysayer for lack of better words, you know, but, uh, but learning to say no, um, um, yeah. 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 And I think one of the most valuable things like the learning to say no is, is huge. And, and I think that when you're younger, no matter where you're working in camping or anywhere else, you feel like you can't, you can't say no. Mm-hmm. And there's tons of people who say yes, because they, they, the, the group think is that um, you, you can't let an opportunity pass by. The reality is um, as David Allen says, right, you can do anything you want. You can't do everything you want, but you can do anything you want. And so you have to learn to say no and, and understand that um, that fear of missing out is, is just something that happens. Right. Yeah. I can, uh, I, I know Travis wants to say that, but I, I, in my new, I just started a new job. I'm 38. You think I would know how to say no. I like in the past four weeks, I've done things where I'm like, oh, I should have said no to, uh, but it, I'm in a new job and I want, I don't want to say no right now. You right. Know? Like you it, it's, it's a hard thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I get that for sure. I would say by way of opening my own philosophy of this or thinking about productivity comes from, I have a clinical diagnosis of ADHD. I say clinical diagnosis because it's not one of those, you know, I could just say off the cuff, I have ADHD. I had it diagnosed by a psychologist. So, um, so it's been a struggle for me to, to feel productive. It's a struggle for me to stay productive every day. It is something that I've been really conscious of, and I think I get a little better all the time. I definitely, moving into leadership at camp, had to become more organized and um, more thoughtful about all these things, more intentional about setting myself up and the people around me um, because um, I can get overwhelmed with the amount of stuff, all the things around me, that things that could be done or should feel like they should be done. And I, I would say that... Um, 
in terms of thinking about productivity for many of us, this is a long time Camp Hacker podcast discussion. Uh, a lot of sort of first thoughts on setting up systems to be more productive for many of us listening, certainly for those of us on the show comes from David Allen's book, Getting Things Done. Uh, has been following the GTD or getting or getting things done um, stuff online, and um, I think it's one of those things that is always the interesting thing about productivity is that it's exciting to try new things or see new things. Um, but I think we have to constantly be reminding ourselves that we need to be evaluating them, not just moving from one new thing to another new thing to another new thing, um, even though for the way my brain works, that just makes me happy. <laughs> keep trying out new things, keep learning new things, totally happy. Um, but uh, David Allen's book was really good. And, and I would say that the one of the best lessons that can come out of, of getting things done is, um, is the idea that the, the first option, if you can do something in two minutes, you should just do it. You shouldn't take the time to write it on a list. You should just get it over with. Um, the second option is always to delegate it. And that is an incredibly important lesson for a camp director, uh, for your own survival, for your own longevity in the industry is to be good at delegating and um, figure out how to set that up properly. What are we gonna yeah, I think that, I've attended uh, a getting things done workshop, um, not led by David Allen, but like I have, I have the tickler file in my office that I still use. And, and what I've discovered over time is that you use, use what you use, what works from different systems that works for you, right? This idea that you have a trusted way that things get dealt with is the key to productivity. If you're always looking for what's cool and what's next, it can be a challenge, but it is one of those things where, once you get to something that works for you, don't just change for change sakes, mm -hmm. change because it doesn't work properly for you. Um, and, and, and this goes, this goes all the way back to the early days of the internet. Um, well, the early days of the public internet, um, I was working at the Taylor Staten camps at the time and I had to interview and hire like 240 people a season and I would just forget interviews. Like I would write it in a paper book and I would just like forget that I was supposed to call England at 7 p.m. our time, right? And I'd be like, ah. And that's where I got my first Palm Pilot, um, like my first digital, personal digital assistant. Um, and it, it, you know, it's everything is a test until you put it into your, into your system as you work through it for productivity. And I think that's a, another great takeaway from from David Allen is that you don't, you shouldn't store things in your brain. That getting stuff out of your brain and on paper or into whatever your system is um, is the most effective way to remain calm about things because you're not expending the energy of saying like, oh yeah, I got to remember to call Joe at 530. I got to remember to call Joe at 530 while you are talking to somebody else on the phone is to, to figure out a system as a way to get things out of your brain. I've learned I, had, I can't even trust my brain, you know, like I like right. used Fair. to really, um, really trust it. And then uh, as I've gotten older being like, no, I can't fully pay attention to my kids when I go home. I can't fully right. pay attention to my time off. Um, and so I really need to write everything down. And so, yeah. um, you know, like uh, little tricks, like sending myself an email. So it's there when I check my email again, um, it's the top of my inbox, you know, it, but yeah, I can't, I literally can't trust my brain. 
Right. Well, and and it's huge. Like if you're if at night before I fall asleep, there's something that I know I need to do. That's it. I send myself an email because email is a trusted system. I know that if it's there, I'm not going to just delete it if it's not working um, or if it right. And and this is where I've tried. I'd still subscribe to Evernote, right? And I have some getting things done set up in Evernote, but the reality is um, I still refer back to like uh, the original um, bullet journals, not all of the nice looking Pinterest type bullet journal stuff that you see. It's literally just a page with a ton of crap on it, right? That, that has a system for checking and a system for saying, Oh, that's done. And now I can move on. And, and I go back every couple of weeks and move everything forward if I haven't finished it. Until, so, until this fails me dramatically, that's my trusted system. So, Dan, what, what, how do you organize your life? I mean, you've had a chance to reevaluate it, <laughs> oh, obviously, man. But, but how do you organize it? Yeah, no, it's funny. I, so, I, so this is unique. You know, I just, I just did this transition from job to job. And, um, and I, I had this moment where I was cleaning out my desk and cleaning out my stuff for days and transitioning, transitioning over for my, my successor. And I, and I was doing a ton on paper and I realized how, how heavy that paper was for me and how I need to basically, um, like Joe, I like notebooks, but every like week or two, I need to type up what's in my notes and then I need to throw it away. I really need to like, and the reason I type it up is so I could just hit control F and find it, you know, um, that the searchability in a notebook, it does not exist. And, um, so that is something that I've noticed, um, now kind of rebooting into a new role that I've been taking more seriously and, and trying to type all my notes at the end of the week. Um, so that's one thing for me. Um, another was, uh, I recently read the book when, um, uh, great book. Um, I think it's by Dan Pink, I want to say. Um, but it's all about, um, it's all about the rhythms in life and timing in life. Mm. And um, I really learned in that book that um, mornings are more for analytical work and afternoons are more for inhibited work. So I've tried to do is schedule all my meetings for the afternoon and try right. to schedule all my um, productivity, for lack of better words, for the morning. And so now when it gets to like four o'clock, I'm like, I could take care of this. Or can I really wait till when I first get into tomorrow morning and I can knock it out in a quarter of the time? So I've been doing that in terms of productivity. Um, uh, I've been telling myself there's always a tomorrow when I, when I do that, <laughs> like mm-hmm. really going back to that, that phrasing of no. And then the only, other thing I do, and this is, you know, David Allen as well too, but like, uh, but not necessarily exactly his language, but just breaking everything into um, four categories. So urgent, important, not urgent, important, urgent, not important and not urgent, not important. So urgent, important means I got to get it done that day. Um, mm-hmm. Not urgent, important means I need to get it done soon. It's got to stay on my radar uh, for up on deck. Urgent, um, not important means I really should be delegating that. And then uh, right. not urgent, not important, then why am I writing it down? And I should uh, that should be a quick email to somebody. That should be something where um, I should try to like let it go or uh, delegate it, but I should not be taking on the column whatsoever. Um, in the slightest. Yep. So, um, so I really try to stay in those categories and then um, just be diligent about taking that time, blocking, protecting my time, really protecting it. Awesome. 
And if people are interested in, in more ideas and research around those four quadrants, you can look up Roosevelt quadrants. It's, it's I think, yes. comes from one of the Roosevelt's um, yep. for the way they organized all the information as president. So where do you put things that you can control F or control find, command find to, to get all that info that you've typed up? Yeah, um, Google Drive um, is is pretty amazing. Um, it really can narrow down searches. Um, mm. I try to be explicit in uh, my f- um, folder tree as well too, and in my file like titles as well. So I try to do things chronologically, but then if it's a subject matter I'm working on over years, um, then really try to like just put it in, in that, that column. So like you know, like um, one of the nice things was I was I had a budget folder and I had every budget broken down by camp yeah. for the past nine years. And so when I was handing things off to uh, my successor, I was like, oh, good. I don't have to organize this. It, w- it worked really well. <laughs> so like uh, really taking the time to organize those things. Um, so that's why like at the end of every week, I'm really trying to leave time to reorganize and to mm. really look at mm. the folder tree and how things affect um, and to, to move it around. Um, it's difficult. Like you get, I think, you know, a systems mindset you know, like you want to stick to your system, but you have to recognize that your system is going to change as time changes, as your role changes, as your delegation changes. And, you know, if you're delegating things and you want to hold something private from somebody, um, which I don't recommend, um, I just recommend just being transparent. It's much easier in your brain. Um, I always joke that like, look, I don't lie because I, I can never remember the lie. Like it's just, it's way better to be honest. And I hope they're like, I hope to waste that capacity, you know? Um, and as that's a productivity as well too. Like if you're having right. conversations where you're, you're, you're lying, um, then, you know, you're wasting your time and someone else's time. So, but, but yeah. Um, yeah. So I try to be explicit in folder tree, explicit in the file title. And then Google, Google's just got such a powerful search. I can search within the documents, um, which is, which is fantastic. You open something up, control F, it doesn't take that long, you know? So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, drop, Dropbox isn't bad for that as well too. Um, but I really like Google drive. Right. Do you still, well, you were one of the, and it was on the show ages ago. Um, you were the one of the first persons, first people I know to say that you take, you took notes from phone calls. Um, with parents so you could refer back to them and you can, you knew what yeah. was said and you had a date and time on that. Do you still do that? Yeah. Um, so if I have a conversation with a parent, um, I will do it through email. Um, mm-hmm. and so like, I'll literally email myself and my, whoever my direct report is and say, um, talk to Mrs. Jones about such and such. Um, just wanted you to have a documentation of the, the phone call and just several bullet points. And I can't tell yeah. you the amount of times that saved, saved us. Um, um, you know, the, to pull up that as an archive, um, and, you know, and a lot of, you know, camp, you know, like different camp registration softwares are built in CRMs, but like so much of the work I was doing was not falling into just necessarily the clients of camp. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, um, so that's why email is so powerful, um, as well. Um, and you know, like, uh, every email provider now has, has really gotten on it. Um, like really gotten on top of it. Yeah. Make so. it easy to search and figure that stuff yeah. out. Yeah. Okay. Joe, other than Bullet Journal, what what's your system look like? Well, my system looks a lot like what Dan was saying with with we've moved everything now to to Google Drive. Mm-hmm. Um, we've moved email is uh, I think email for those people who haven't been there are still a ton of people in this world who delete and I, I don't get it. Um no. 
I've been trying to train my staff just to archive because you never know. Just the other day, I got an email from a friend looking for guest speakers from the uh, from 2009 and 2010 of the Society of Camp Directors as we were doing a list up, and I I just typed in what I typed in, and and Gmail found it in less than two minutes, right? And so I forwarded it off. Um, I think the idea of uh, what I also use is just a. Um, I've moved away. So my daily, my, what I travel with, I travel with the, the journal, but I also travel with a portable calendar. That's not my phone. Although I do have it in my phone. Right. But every year I go out and buy, I go out and buy a, whatever this is, an at a glance calendar Mm -hmm. um, because it allows me to see differently than it does in my phone. Google calendar is one of the hugest the biggest ways that you can see the world and let others see your world. Um, Because remember productivity is not just about how you do it for camp. Productivity is also about how you do it for, um, for your family, right. And how those two worlds mix. And so um, having older kids now at 14 and 16, we all have access to the Richards family calendar. And if it's not in the Richards family calendar, it doesn't happen right? Yeah. Like that's yeah. not, that's not a, a thing. And so when they have a, a practice or if they want to go out, right, like on a Friday night, mm-hmm. just put it in even as a tentative. And that helps us to, um, it helps us to get those things together. Um, I think that my, I used to have a desktop calendar, um, yeah, you know, like a water pads. Yeah, but instead I just went to a blotter pad, right? Like just a giant oh, piece of paper that I could write on. Right. I think I've, I buy one new one every five or six years at this point. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those things because paper still does a lot more than, than a computer in, mm-hmm. in the way your, your brain works. Um, and one of my tools of the week recently um, was uh, Adios. Um, right. Did I do Adios? You did for... Yeah, Gmail. it's not on here, but it's for Gmail to to mm. to to schedule the times it comes in, and that I've only been doing for maybe six months, and it yeah. has been the biggest boon to productivity because you're not constantly reacting yeah. when a new email comes in, and the benefit is you might be in your email program working away, right, and then our mind reacts when a new one comes in. Whereas mm-hmm. Adios is just saying, hey, it'll come in. I'll just dump them all in at 11 a.m. Great. Right. Perfect. Then I can deal with them at 11 a.m. Um, yeah, I find the more time I leave my mind free to learn and to, um, and to think, not even to learn, because that is one of the, that is a, one of the dangers with, um, one of the dangers with productivity is you can chase it as you said, as you said, you have Travis. It's mm-hmm. the same reason that I can look up on my shelf and I can see a whack of blank journals because I love the idea of starting something. Right. right. And <clears throat> with productivity, you can keep chasing it. But I think back to my university times um, when I was doing a thesis and my thesis advisor, literally I, ca- I said, Hey, I found this great article on this and critical on this. And I did that for months. And he finally said, stop. Stop doing research. You need to write your paper, right? Like you need to, because you can, 
you can research interesting productivity tips for the rest of your life. You just mm-hmm. need to live your life, right? Never have time to take a break. Yeah, for sure. But saying no is big. Adios yeah. has been huge. The idea that you can let your mind wander is another bit. Um, I did find um, earlier, and this is, I typed into my Google Drive, raking leaves. Yeah. And one of the quotes, one of the quotes that I love and I've, I've had for years this is another thing. There's something called a commonplace book, which many people have had in the past um, and might've been a tool of the week years ago, but the idea that you should save your quotes to one spot, all the quotes Mm. you love Mm. um, so that you can go back and look at it. But this one is by a guy, Philip K. Howard, and it says smart people spend time alone. They don't fill their days with appointments from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. as many politicians and executives do. Great science do not, does not emerge from hard logic and grinding hours. It comes from the mysterious resources of the human brain and soul. Inspiration is nurtured by activities like raking leaves and chopping wood, preparing dinner and reading to the kids. These activities soften the rigid pace of the day's pursuits and allow all out God-given intuition to work its unlogical magic. Only then can we reach our fullest potential. Only then can we leap from thinking to understanding. And, and, Honestly, it has helped me a tremendous amount um, with the idea of um, your greatest ideas for camp or wherever you work are not going to come from sitting and answering an email to somebody about a trade show, right? Like your greatest, your greatest ideas might be going for a walk every day at two o'clock in your woods or going, you know, just going for a walk every day at two o'clock. Mm-hmm. away from your desk just to let yep. yourself think about it so right that's great thank you i was thinking about what my system is and um for me i the small daily stuff i really need to have on paper in front of me i enjoy scratching it out i enjoy just the physicality of of having it not keep those lists around um i have found that in general the one thing i've stuck with for a pretty long time comes from a book called the productivity planner and they gave away a um a free pdf of what each page looks like so the youtube people can see um i made a copy of that pdf and keep it every day and it, it helps you organize your stuff by the one most important task of the day and then sort of secondary tasks of importance and and their philosophy is you can probably get three things done in a day on top of answering emails and all that but only if you prioritize it so um, so I often use that from day to day. I'll scratch off stuff or move stuff, reorganize what's the priority, and then um, just stroke stuff off there. So I, I found I've used that pretty often for organizing big groups of people. Uh, we've moved GoCamp Pro to Basecamp this year, and I find Basecamp is a technological solution that's not terribly uncomfortable for people who don't like technological solutions because it sends a lot of emails. So um, those who don't love an app or or that they get the same kind of reminders and understanding of the communication or know to check in on the, the communication project management system because the, the Basecamp can send a lot of emails. The nice thing is that you can customize what emails come to you. So you can cut down if there's a noisy group that you're in Basecamp with. Uh, and then I also um, keep notes and ideas in an app that I've talked about on the show before many times. Uh, and on the Mac, it's called NV Alt. That's Notational Velocity Alternative. 
the the thing that syncs across Macs and for my my Android phone uh, of NVLT is called Simple Note, and it is just a nice text based system. That's what I moved to when Dan gave me that idea about taking notes from phone calls. I put them in in Simple Note, and I also have text expander snippets made up of date and time, and even a format to record standard calls because. I do that so often that the text expander snippet just um, makes it easy, shortens the amount of time it takes me to take notes. And I think that um, all of those things could change next week. Those are things that have been pretty consistent over time. So uh, those are things for me. I, I think, and I appreciate from both of you that, that we've been talking about things like a philosophy of way of looking at this as much as the tools or more than the tools. And I, I think that that's really important. So um, Dan, other than say no, is there any other big advice you'd have for someone who's feeling overwhelmed and looking for a way to get themselves organized? Yeah, I, um, yeah, Joe, you and Joe have all, all hit at this. Um, okay. I, I think just anything you do to protect your mm. time yeah. where you are making time for your own brain yeah. and, um, and giving yourself space to really understand what you value. Um, I, you know, like when I, um, when I first stepped into a director, a camp director role, a program director role, I was so gun ho and uh, my wife was gun ho about her work and we just moved very fast together. And then um, uh, she stayed in a similar role. I changed roles and I got more gun ho And I didn't really recognize that she was downshifting a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, it made me out of tune for a little while. And I think if I was taking more time, like I do now, to reevaluate what's important daily um, and make sure I'm actually practicing what I preach... Yeah. Um, the two, there's too many divorces in the, in the camp profession. There's too many mm-hmm. people that can't find a spouse that understands camp. And there's too many people that aren't willing to change their life to accommodate family, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, it's great when you can merge your, 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 your love and your family with your work. And if you're able to do that and, um, you know, I'm, I'm thrilled for you and happy for you. Um, my wife who, even though it was a camp, person uh, made very clear that she didn't want to have her profession in in camping Mm. and I had to adjust, you know, and adjust changes based on what's important. And I think, um, taking that time, not only to communicate with whoever's in your life. Um, so you're having a well-balanced life, but also just taking that time to make sure that you're in tune with what you value, not just sludging through. Um, I mean, we could sit here and talk about efficiency and productivity tips. I think that's why we named the podcast camp hacker, right? Like it's all about hacking and making it faster. Uh, But if if you don't know what makes you happy or what's your value, what you're valuing, then what are you doing? You know? Um, you know? Yeah. I think about, um, because you know, I work from home, Beth works out of the house. So she comes home and asks how my day is. I think about the days that I say, well, I got a lot done today. Um, I think that those are actually quite rare. Um, days that I feel like I got a lot done. Um, but I always know that um, they are days that I don't spend on um, on calls or on Zoom all day. And I, I do a lot of that. It's an important part of my my job. But I have learned to block out the time so that, like Dan was suggesting, I 
unless you're friends or family, you can't get on my calendar in the morning. Um, you've got a window between two and six at, in the afternoon that you can get on my calendar. And I allow people to put themselves on my calendar because I've got the parameters set up so tight. But you know, there's basically four days of the week that I'll take calls for, for three or four hours a day. Um, and the rest of the time I block out because I feel like I get more done. And on days when I actually don't have calls in the afternoon, I feel I can get a lot done. And so I've been listening to myself when those days happen and knowing that I have to um, make sure I control my calendar and um, have a good mix of community hanging out doing fun podcasts with great people and um you know talking with with clients about the cool stuff that is going on at their camp and just the heads down getting creative work done because that feeds all of the rest of it and feeds the ability to create podcasts and feeds the ability to do good work for clients etc yeah jim what you wanted to say dan no, the only thing I can think of is um, just uh, uh, prioritize your health. You know, mm, like, um, yeah. yep. um, I, I was, <laughs> I, I loved working out and then I stopped for almost, uh, I don't know, like a decade. And yeah. then I just, uh, you know, I just started working into my routine and daily and um, just 30 minutes. That's all I could do. <laughs> that's all the time yeah. I got. Um, and um, yeah, it just, it, it, it will, it will stimulate your brain in a different way and uh, sure. make you more productive. So, yeah. I think one of the other things we need to really make sure people understand is that as in life, you shouldn't judge yourself against other people so Mm. much, right? Mm -hmm. Like this idea that um, you see someone who is what you would call super productive. Um, But, um, and, and it's, it's one of those, there's a danger in saying, I want to be like that person, or I'm going to use all the tools they use. The the real trick is figuring out what works for you and not, Mm -hmm. Um, your life will be much happier if you don't compare yourself to someone else or try to be someone else. Yeah. Just be yourself. And I think for productivity, um, if you feel like an hour of video game tonight fits into your schedule and you don't have kids, then great for you, right? Yeah. Um, or if you feel like um, watching a show with your spouse is is an important part of your night, then then yeah. so be it, right? It's a... Uh, um, you know, and, and it's, it's one of those things where it's those small tasks. And if you can get productivity and family working together, um, it, it's, it's, it's a huge thing. But there's something to be said for allowing yourself time to think, time mm. to mm. ponder. Um, years ago, uh, when Mad Men first came out, it was this idea that Don Draper would go to the movies in the middle of the afternoon. Right. which is something I'd been doing for years as a, as a camp professional just to sort of get away and out of the office and somewhere else to allow that to marinate in your head so that it can come out either more fully formed or mm. give you a better idea. Um, one of the things I do for productivity and more for interest sake um, is I keep a, I use Evernote to dump everything into um, its search function works great as well. Mm. Um, I keep a folder called ideas from the mind of Joe. Um, just the, you can pay to be a member of this folder. Um, there are just some really, and I'm not sure if everybody has them, but it's one of those things where you're like, well, what if, or, Oh, that would be an interesting, um, uh, time travel whip. Uh, Mm -hmm. that's, that's as much as you get, but like the idea that you can, so 
putting things somewhere where you can have them is the old school of, um, of scrapbooking in the sense, once again, scrapbooking like, uh, like yeah. the bullet journal has been co-opted. But remember when we were, when I was growing up in the eighties, you had a scrapbook of things you loved, right? Like mm. the, the time cover with Ben Johnson on it or the, um, right. Or your favorite Calvin and Hobbes cartoon, they were pasted yeah. into an actual book. And I'm trying to see if I have mine sitting on a shelf, I do somewhere, but this is what we're doing. We're collecting ideas so that it gives us inspiration moving forward. And it's not always camp, 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 camp. It has to be where do where, what is our place in the world? Where do we fit? And, um, and how can we be, how can we be, be create better citizens for the world as well? Yeah. What's a, it's probably a great place to, to end this discussion, Joe. Thank you. Um, let us therefore move on to our tool of the week. Tool of the week. So welcome to the tool of the week section sponsored by my weekly tool of the week newsletter that you can sign up at uh, gocamp.pro slash TOW. Uh, and, um, these are all something we ask people to bring that makes them a better camp director. And so I'm going to start us off, um, to buy a little bit of time for the others. My tool of the week is a Rode video mic mini. Uh, it attaches to the, the top of, um, uh, any modern camera that has a, a, a mic input and it's one of those super simple things you can do. It costs 80 bucks Canadian. I don't know. It's probably about 50 bucks US um, that you just attach your camera that it allow you, if you have it there all the time to be able to spontaneously gather things. Like if you hear staff member talking about how campus changed them, you could just say, hold on one second, pull out your camera and go. And there are lots of better ways to get full better audio, but instead of just straight out audio from whatever uh, SLR camera or, um, you know, the video camera that you have in front of you, just adding a little mic on like this, Rhodes, a professional company from Australia, um, can do wonders in terms of making your videos easier to understand, easier to appreciate, and easier to digest. So that's the Rode Video Micro. Uh, and I've got lots of Rode mics, and this is just the newest one that's going to go on my little um, mirrorless camera as the, the video, the shotgun mic for that. So, Dan, what's your tool? Yeah. Um, uh my tool is uh, a book called the five important questions you'll ever ask about your organization. Um, mm -hmm. so it's, uh, from the same school and same publishers of, um, of good to great and built for last. Um, Jim Collins even wrote a book, but basically, um, this is a book I go back to a lot when, um, uh, it, the five questions are, what is your mission? Who is our customer? Uh, what is the customer value? What are our results and what is our plan? And, um, you know, like as I'm thinking about bigger themes um, with the, you know, a summer mounting or um, noticing any decline in anything in terms of enrollment or and um, who we're serving or a negative survey score, I often go back to this book when starting to brainstorm at the fundamental level of what we want to do. And it just uh, it helps guide the questions that I should be asking. 
And um, yeah, I just think as a whole, uh, the camp industry has very talented people, very versatile people. And yep. the difference between the really good camp directors and the really great camp professionals are the ones that ask questions and listen. And, um, and yeah, it's just a really great book. Um, it, like read, um, very, very quick. Um, and, uh, I've talked about it before in this podcast and yeah, it's, uh, I read it a decade ago. It still sticks with me. So it's true. Dan, yeah. Dan, uh, Dan put it as his tool of the week. Uh, what does that make it nine years and 11 months ago? Yeah. This yeah. Is Dan's tool of tool of the week. Maybe it's eight years and 11 months ago. Um, so thank you. It's great to know that it has longevity and staying power and there won't be um, a ton of people who were, um, uh, who've listened to, to every episode. So thank you, Dan, for sharing that. And Dan, I think you probably have to get going. Eh? Do you want to just let people know how they can get in touch with you? Yeah, um, thank you. Um, I'm at the Diversity Inclusion Conference for the Y, um, and um, I'm super excited about the, the work the Y is doing with social responsibility in particular. And, and um, yeah, just happy to be. There's a, a cohort here for working on camping and inclusion. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's that's where I'm at right now. That's why I have to go. But um, you can reach me on Twitter at Dan Loves Camp, on Instagram at Dan Loves Camp, and um, my email is just dan.weir at ymcali.org. Uh, ymca but uh, thank you Excellent. for your time. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for fitness in, Dan. Yeah. Take care. That's awesome. Good to see you. If you have questions or want to see things like what are previous tools of the week, I hope you go to camphacker.tv slash podcast um, and or search for tool of the week or TOW and you'll get to see all of the past tools of the week. Um, there'll also be some show notes from each one of these episodes. Joe, what is your tool of the week this week? My tool of the week came as we were discussing this. I use this on a daily basis. It's called a tickler file. I bought mine originally from getting things done. I've looked for it online. I can't find it for sale online, but you can make your own. It's very simple. A tickler file is this idea that you have, um, that you have 43 different files. Uh, 31 of those are days of the month and then 12 for the uh, months of the year. And you literally send yourself mail. This is one way to organize all those paper things that we we have to deal with, uh, even though we're mostly a digital society. So be it a, I don't even know, like a, a grant proposal or something I've printed out, a health inspection, something that I need to um, move yeah, forward ticket, on. Uh, hotel, booking. Yeah, you can you, you can use it for hotel bookings and you can use it for plane tickets, things that you want printed out, uh, directions, if you know, depending on, on your life. But um, what I use it for a lot is moving things forward that I don't want to deal with today, right? right? Like I see this invoice and I'm like, ah, I'll deal with it in a week and I'll just put it a week further out. Or I have a board meeting folder that just keeps moving every month to my board time because there's a lot of paper that travels with board meetings, right? Like signed signed minutes and signed grant proposals and things. So the tickler file, there's a couple of links in our show notes um, regarding the tickler file and how to best create it and use it. Right. Right on. Thank you very much, Joe. If people have follow-up questions, how do they get in touch with you? Uh, they can get in touch with me through uh, yoyojoe.com, Y-O-Y-O-J-O-E.com, or they can use my camp, our camp website at campisbetter.com. Um, and email is always best. So Joe at campisbetter.com dot com or joe at yoyojo.com. Excellent.
Thanks, Joe, for being here. Not a problem. Right on. So I want to say thank you to Joe and Dan for being here. Uh, again, if you want to check out the show notes there at camphacker.tv slash podcast. Uh, if you like what you learned and have heard some good stuff from, from Camp Hacker this year, we'd love it if you'd give us a rating and review. So the easiest way to get there is to camphacker.tv slash iTunes. If you listen on Stitcher or some other app, then you should be able to leave us a review there. And they are very helpful um, for helping other campers find the show. We want to thank our editor and producer, Matt Hansberger, for helping us getting the show out every other week. And um, Matt's the one who does our show notes. So if you go to campbacker.tv slash podcast, you'll see Matt's work as well as hearing Matt's work in the uh, final edits for the show. But uh, thank you all for listening. Thanks for the evening, friends. The Camp Hacker Podcast is brought to you by Beth and Travis Allison, summer camp leadership training and marketing consultants. Thanks for listening. Camp Hacker, bringing your world into focus.